0: Hello and welcome to Aging Insights. I'm Dr. Kathy Rowe, Executive Director of Aging Insights New Jersey. While summer is here and it's time to connect with your cultural community, I want to welcome back Lynn Toy, Executive Director of the New Jersey Arts and Culture Renewal Fund at the Princeton Area Community Foundation. Lynn joined us in a previous podcast and our video version of Aging Insights a few months ago to talk about how the arts and culture are rebounding and coming back after COVID. We're also pleased to have with us today, Julie Hain from the South Jersey Cultural Alliance. With summer upon us, arts and culture organizations offer great opportunities to volunteer and connect with people, organizations, artists, other volunteers, and patrons of the arts. So Lynn and Julie, welcome, and please tell us about some of the ways that people can get involved and enjoy the arts this summer in New Jersey.
1: Well, I'll start. Thank you so much, Kathy, for that. Thanks for coming back. I'm thrilled to be back and to be sharing more about all of the exciting and wonderful opportunities to participate in arts and culture in New Jersey. As you know, the New Jersey Arts and Culture Renewal Fund supports smaller arts, culture and history organizations across the entire state. We are hosted by the Princeton Area Community Foundation, and we do keep in touch with our grantees to find out how they're doing, how their post-COVID recovery looks, and how we can continue to shine a light on the great work that they are doing. And with summer upon us, I wanted to talk today about volunteerism and about how people can become more engaged with the cultural community through finding ways to volunteer. The first thing I wanted to do is talk a little bit about general ways to find volunteer opportunities. And I wanted to give Julie a moment to introduce her organization and what they do, and maybe talk about a website or two that you know of where people could find volunteer opportunities.
2: And I'd love to do that. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. Uh, so the South Jersey Cultural Alliance is a membership organization designed to support artists, tradition bearers, arts, history and cultural organizations and community groups in the southern eight counties of New Jersey. And that is about 25 percent of the state. So we have a very rich and diverse array of artists and opportunities to uh, to participate in history, culture, folk arts, and fine arts. Anything that you want, you can find here in South Jersey. So we've got a a number of places that we can give you to generally take a a look at the landscape and find out who make up the members of the South Jersey cultural community. And the best place to look is probably the South Jersey cultural asset map, which is our, our big project to find all of the cultural assets in South Jersey and put them in a central interactive map and directory to help Uh, volunteers to help administrators in the field to help artists find each other to help cultural tourists find out what we have to offer. So that is going to give you a direct connect to all the cultural assets in South Jersey, you can find their listings by searching by your geographic region if you're interested in dance or music or storytelling or cinema, you can look by genre, and you can find exactly what you're looking for and connect directly to their website to find about um, volunteer alternatives uh, for you too.
1: Okay, and I want to give you a chance to give us your website so people can can get plugged in. I think you said it, but I wanted you to repeat it in case people want to it.
2: I will repeat it again. It is sjca.net. And you can search that map from anywhere on the site. We tried to make it very easy to use so that you could find all of the wonderful things there are here in South Jersey. Fantastic. So. I wanted to open
1: with, like, general advice for if you're looking for volunteer opportunities and to name a couple of websites where you could begin. Um, Because, Lynn,
0: I'm sorry, but Lynn, you told us before when you were on last time that so many of the arts communities really rely on volunteers to keep the doors open, to get things done. And under COVID, people couldn't volunteer. They might be a little bit scared to go back. But The need is still there. A lot of these places they just cannot keep their doors open without that volunteer power.
1: In fact, yes, I even um, wrote a blog post as a guest for Art Pride, which is the arts advocacy group for the state. And across the board, with every grantee organization that I asked, they all said they had seen a very steep decline in the number of volunteers for a few reasons. Um, one is that People disengaged and sort of found other ways of spending their time while things were on pause. Um, Many people feared coming back to group settings and group gathering environments. And um, there was a lot of people that might have been at higher risk in terms of medically fragile or those that were afraid for other reasons because they either couldn't be unvaccinated or were immunocompromised. Many of our organizations rely heavily on the senior community, senior population, and that is a group that was very vulnerable in terms of uh, COVID and COVID-related illness. So as a result, we have seen a shift, a sharp decline in volunteerism. And now okay. as people have reopened, really needing to build back up
0: their volunteer lists. Okay, that's important. Thank you.
2: So and if, I think that, yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say in South Jersey, that that's, Definitely a consideration. We have many small organizations that are wholly volunteer run or rely very heavily on their volunteer staff to help with programs. So it's it's very important that we, we get people opportunities and get the word out about places they can volunteer because we want everyone to reopen and, and have great experiences. And to do that, they, they still need their volunteers.
1: They do. And, and so that brings me to um, there's different kinds of volunteerism. So some organizations, especially some of our smaller history organizations or some of our outdoor uh, garden or farm type settings, um, they might have volunteers that volunteer for a few hours a week, but those institutions tend to rely a lot more heavily on a volunteer population of folks as docents, tour guides, working in the office, dealing with uh, the visitor experience. And then we have some that rely heavily on seasonal uh, volunteers. So for example, a big music festival that might be expecting thousands of people Mm -hmm. might have a week or two where they need a lot of people for a few days, but they really need every person. Um, And then there's, you know, places where people might want to get some training and get some learning and really think of their volunteerism as a a way to um, expand the horizons and and become more exposed to an aspect of our culture. So a docent program at a museum or a docent Mm -hmm. program at a historical society might offer you this opportunity for learning and also to help out a really important cultural institution. So those are some of the ways we can think about the benefits of volunteerism, especially after so much isolation. It's true.
2: I think we can add to that, too, that, you know, I think many of our seniors probably bring with them a good bit of professional experience of their own. Just because you're retired and a senior doesn't mean that you don't have still a lot to offer in the professional world. And I think there are many, many opportunities for board service. For um, committee service, also with organizations in the South here, so and in the North as well. I know that nonprofits are always looking to keep their uh, boards and committees diversified and have fresh perspectives come into the mix. And I think that's, you know, that's an area that people sometimes don't think about when volunteering. But if you have something to offer in that way, I think there are lots of opportunities open to you there.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. You just think of the skills that people bring with them. Um, You know, every every board needs legal advice at some point or accounting advice, um, financial advice. Think of the skills that retired teachers or librarians can bring, the ability to, you know, pull a group together and public speaking. There's so much there that people used in their jobs might not have been something that they would say is their job but they really built up those skills over time and they serve in a great capacity as a volunteer. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Julie, in terms of board service or helping out with skills. We've all read about uh, the burnout, um, the juggling of people needing to wear so many hats and the added layer of COVID or pandemic related um, work just to get back on their feet. Nonprofits especially are known for having extremely lean staffs, where they pour everything into their mission, and they really are committed to making their programming accessible, which typically means that they're offering things for free or low cost, Um, they're engaging with some underserved populations that otherwise might might not have the exposure, and so if somebody can come and donate their time and their skill set to helping an operation run more efficiently, or to offsetting some of the needs that they may have in terms of gaps in staffing. And um, I I know that volunteers that become engaged on that level get this intrinsic reward of being able to have a very useful skill, becoming a part of a community and doing something that's meaningful and valuable. A couple more websites that are great places to look for volunteer activities, I believe I mentioned volunteermatch.org. There is also justserve.org, which is all one word justserve.org. There is idealist.org, I D E A L I S T.org, where there are several options there, but if you choose uh, volunteer, they can match you with a volunteer opportunity. And then there is sjvolunteers.org. That's dot sorg And that is for volunteer opportunities more geared toward South Jersey. So those are some places that I recommend in terms of getting a start. More specifically, now that summer weather is here, um, there's a lot of opportunity for outdoor activity and outdoor volunteerism.
0: So Julie, I, what do I... Oh, go ahead, Kathy. I was gonna say, I think that maybe a lot of people will feel more comfortable starting outdoor because of COVID still. I mean, they can take advantage of the nice weather, but if they're nervous about going back out or being in crowds, being outdoors is a great way to start. Absolutely.
1: And so, Julie, I wanted to give you a chance to share some of the outdoor activities that we could find knowing that South Jersey is a lot more than its beaches.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, it's certainly a great time to get outdoors and, and volunteer here in South Jersey. We have a lot of environmental uh, focused sites that, that are really about the, the in different environments we have here in the South. So we have the Pinelands, the marshes, the coastal islands, the, uh, you know, the coastline itself, uh, the barrier islands and the coastline. So we're, we're made up of lots of different things. Um, we've got outdoor concert series like the ones at Perkins Center for the Arts. They have a world stages event at their Morristown location, which is a lovely outdoor area and a beautiful historic home that you can visit the galleries and then spill out onto the lawn and listen to some great uh, music from, from various cultures SJCA is sponsoring that, and really, uh, I love the programs that Perkins uh, does on their their outdoor grounds. They're really wonderful, and they're always looking for volunteers. And um, There's also the Atlantic City Latino Festival, which is coming up in September, which is at the tail end of summer, but it's a really large event and a really fun one, too. It's so colorful, and there's all kinds of dancing and music and food and fun festivities. And SJCA will be there with the Atlantic City Arts Foundation. We're going to have a tent there and we're helping to sponsor that event. Um, It's really just one of the most fun events that we get involved with each year. And I know that the Hispanic Association of Atlantic County, who is actually putting the event together, would love to have uh, volunteers. And if you're a senior who's also an artist, they're also looking for vendors as well. So that might be something that you can add on as well. Um, There's also the Tuckerton Seaport, which has a wonderful ferry that goes up and down the Tuckerton Creek and gives an environmental uh, and history and art tour that, that shows you that intersection of all of those things that we really um, shine here in South Jersey. And they, they need volunteers in the lighthouse that they have there and on their, uh, their historic grounds as well. So there are lots of outdoor opportunities um, everywhere. Cedar Run Wildlife Refuge is another one that's fantastic. If you like animals and being outside, we've got the Forsyth Wildlife Refuge. We've got uh, the Pinelands Preservation Alliance, Apple Farm that has a a music festival, Wheaton Arts, which is outside and has wonderful uh, indoor-outdoor activities for you. So you can be outside if you get too warm, go inside, take a look at some of the galleries. So we've got um, plenty of things outside to offer um here in south jersey
1: um that's exciting so um julie those are some fantastic ideas for what people can do around in your area and um to to be to be sure that we cover the entire state i wanted to mention some of the activities that are going on up north. Um, There is the annual Montclair Jazz Festival, which has grown by leaps and bounds and now um, covers several weekends leading up to a big culminating uh, event in September. And I know that annually they need 200 plus volunteers. So um, in order to pull off such a large event, or a series of events, they need many, many volunteers who take a shift and when everybody helps out, it really um, makes less of a burden on any uh, one or two people. So uh, you can look for the Montclair Jazz Festival website to sign up for that. Um, also at the tail end of the summer, there's the 18th annual Hub City Jazz Festival, which is happening in New Brunswick. There is the Asbury Park Music Foundation that has Music Mondays for July and August. Look on their website for that event calendar, but also for volunteer opportunities. And these are activities that are going on during the summer where you can enjoy the activity, make new friends, meet people, be outside and enjoy something really exciting. Um, sometimes in big crowds, it's a little difficult to maneuver and I want to be sure that we talk about accessibility and how um, if somebody has some need for assistance, where they can find that kind of information.
0: Yeah, Lynn, you and I had talked about that before on how important it is for people to know that there are options out there where if they're visually impaired, physically impaired, or have a problem with hearing, they can find um, artistic channels that meet their needs so they can still enjoy and they can still participate.
2: And I, I think you know accessibility is a, is a big concern for all of our member organizations. We want to make sure that everyone has easy access to the arts and that there are absolutely no barriers in between you know someone's engagement with with arts and culture and you know, the, their physical ability or cognitive abilities. So there are lots of uh, indicators on many of our websites. A lot of our members do a great job of indicating if, if they have those assists available and most of them do. Uh, there is a particular website that you can look to that lists specific events that have certain uh, assists available. So it might be sign language interpretation, maybe it's closed captioning, maybe it's open captioning during an event or um, physical site, or um, if you have maybe some some hearing issues that you need assistance with, they will indicate on the, the New Jersey Theater Alliance's Cultural Access Network Calendar All of the events that are posted there will have specific indicators that list every assist that they offer. So if you're interested in something specific, you can look there to see if there are events or organizations that host events and have uh, the types of assistance and, and aids that are needed for volunteering or attending those events.
1: And, um, you know, I think that's especially important if someone wants to visit a location and wants to anticipate whether um, they'll be able to get in and out and whether they can participate in a tour. Um, all yeah. kinds of accessibility is really important, but I know at some of our uh, historic sites or some of our museum and gardens, um, people wanna know in advance, will I be able to get in? Will I be able to get through? I exactly. Want, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to to highlight a few of those that I know both have uh, tours and also have a need for volunteerism and um, encourage people to look at these websites as well. Morvin Museum and Carden in the Princeton area has outdoor and indoor opportunities for volunteerism. Um, The Historical Society of Princeton also leads tours on a regular basis. But if you're feeling a little uncomfortable being in a group setting or um, walking around, there's also a need for people to be indoors prescribing or working with some of the um, objects and artifacts. The Friends of Howell Living History Farm uh, looks for volunteers at the Howell Living History Farm as does um, the people at Whitesbog Preservation Trust which has been doing cranberry farming since the 1850s. So these are some of the places that are some really beautiful sites, a place to take in some fresh air, and a place where you can volunteer if that's what you'd like to do.
0: Wow, and what a range of places. I, I did not know I could volunteer at a cranberry farm. Who knew? <laughs> so there are
2: lots of Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. There are there's there are lots of opportunities both indoor and outdoor um, all over the all over the south as well. We have uh, galleries and museums and uh, pottery studios. So there's the Noise Arts Museum, which has a few locations here in the south, from Hamilton to Atlantic City to uh, Galloway, and they have opportunities for volunteerism as well as the Mud Girls Studio, which is a fantastic organization in Atlantic City. Uh, I love their work and I think they do fantastic things for uh, helping women to to develop some, some workforce skills and building up the city in Atlantic City. So they're always looking for volunteers as well. Um, so there, there's lots of places inside as well as outside. No shortage of opportunity.
1: Um, something that I, I definitely want to mention in terms of like, what do you do on a rainy day? Film, don't, you know, it's the sort of thing where when you're on vacation or if you're camping and you say, oh my goodness, we have a day of rain. Um, where do you do? You mm-hmm. head to the movies. Well, Uh, New Jersey has a tremendous range of indie film festivals, film festivals that also need a tremendous number of volunteers. Uh, Two in particular that I wanted to name, Um, The Montclair Film Festival, now called Montclair Film, because they have outdoor screenings, they have an education center, and they have an indoor festival in the fall um, is one. And then the Acme Screening Room. Acme Screening Room is another independent film house, um, and it's a great way to be able to catch a movie, support a wonderful nonprofit cause, and um, if you're having a rainy day of bad weather, it's a great form of entertainment
0: those are great ideas and where is the acme film screening
1: you know i will have to um follow up with you on that one
0: we will Um, post it on our website okay yes so
2: as we're talking about opportunities in film uh you know that that's a big initiative in new jersey right now increasing uh cinema the cinema sector here and i'm i'm excited to say that you know we have a couple of great film festivals in the South here as well. The Lighthouse International Film Festival brings films from all over the world to South Jersey and is a really fantastic film festival. And there's a new film festival coming uh, called the Putt International Short Film Festival. And that is um, coming up in in this summer, it looks like. And uh, it's gonna be a brand new festival at the Lavoie Theater. It's taking place in Millville, um, run by Bill Horan and his group of artists. They've been putting that together and it looks like a fantastic event. I'm super excited to see where that goes because that's a new one for us.
1: Yeah, I love film festivals. And typically you see you're exposed to work and ideas that push you outside of your comfort zone. And so exciting to see what's happening in the film industry in New Jersey. The ACME screening room is in Lambertville, uh, Lambertville, New Jersey. And um, they have a wonderful independent film movie house and a great place to catch some indie films.
0: Well, Julie and Lynn, thank you so much for this. There are so many great ideas of of arts for people to enjoy and arts for people to volunteer for and ways to get back out there and really enjoy New Jersey this summer. So before we leave, I want to ask each of you, what are some of the uh, activities you're going to do this summer? What are some of the arts and cultural venues you're going to visit and take advantage of?
1: Well, um, I'm planning to get down to Crossroads Theater to take in some theater. Um, Passage Theater Company as well, which is in Trenton. I'm hoping to take in some live theater there. The Montclair Jazz Festival is going to be really exciting and they have so many opportunities. I am sure I will catch at least one show of that and um, hoping to be able to get to one of our art museums, perhaps the Hunterdon Museum out in Western New Jersey. Thanks.
2: And I will definitely be found at the Latino Fest uh, in in September. I am going to be checking out couple of the, the film festivals, definitely uh, the Cut Film Festival when it comes around. I want to get to uh, the Surflight Theater and the Showplace Ice Cream Parlor where they sing when they deliver the ice cream to you. So I think that is just super fun. And I'm sure that my kids are going to enjoy that. I also take part in the uh, quilting circle that, that happens at Camden Fireworks, which is a wonderful small group of ladies that gets together and uh, teaches each other all about the craft work that they're doing. Some of them quilt by hand. Some of them bring their machines. But all of them are super talented and it's just a fun way to connect with some other makers in your community and and use your creative creative juices in the summertime.
0: Well, great. I know I'm going to get out the calendar and look up some of the websites we mentioned and start making some plans. Lynn, it is always great to have you, and Julie, it was so nice to meet you, and we really do hope that people get out, they enjoy the arts, we enjoy what New Jersey has to offer. If you're a fan, you can be on one side of the museum or the audience or the screen, or if you're looking to volunteer, there's a lot of need out there and a lot to do, so thank you for bringing all these ideas to us today and sharing with our viewers and our listeners. We will have you back again soon.